What happened to Mike Manyan yesterday in Udine should never happen again. And it's happened too many times. Not only in Italy, but in all of football. And it's about time that the people in charge stop tweeting that they're against racism and start doing something about it. I've had enough, and so has almost everybody had enough. You know who hasn't had enough? The racists that keep coming back. Siamuti con Mike Manyan. End racism now. to another edition of Noi Tifiamo Napoli on the Far From Vesuvius Network. I'm your host, Rafa Rispo, and I'm flying solo today. And we haven't spoken in about a week, a little over a week now. Uh, last time we were on, we had Joe Fischetti helping me out with uh, sort of just kind of coming to terms on the state of Napoli and uh, everything that's been going on. But what did we say? We said that a w- nice win over Salernitana would uh, <clears throat> help us get back on track. And I, I, I started to laugh when I said that because, <laughs> yeah, I was talking more about, like I was referring more to a comfortable win or like a, a convincing win. This in no way, shape, or form was a convincing win. Uh, <laughs> we, we struggled. We um, we really did. We struggled. Uh, Kandreva. What can you say about Antonio Kandreva at this age? And you know, it's it's like Quagliarella. It's like Di Natale before him. These players, Francesco Totti, they just get better and better with age. Uh, and Kandreva knows how to score goals against big clubs and knows how to score worldies against big clubs. I feel like that's all he ever does. Um, uh, not anything you can really be upset with. Kandreva's touch before he he put the ball in too. I'm surprised that CBS uh, ma- made that the fourth best goal of the weekend. Because to me, watch it again. I mean, it was a... Fantastic goal, fantastic, fantastic touch to set up the goal too. So, but we went down to Salernitana. Um, we made up for it with a last-minute penalty kick in the first half um, that Politano buried against Ochoa, who guessed right, and then we did it. We did it in the most unlikely scenario. We did it with the most unlikely player. Um, a very struggling center back, Amir Rahmani, uh, found the net, and the in the dying moments of the match, Zona Mazzari, if you will, uh, we were able to get the win, two to one. Um, 
it was very ugly. I mean, we had chances to score lots of them. Uh, it seemed like, you know, the same thing was happening where I just couldn't find the net. Um, but we did it. We got the ball in. Um, it's off a set piece, which was which was good. I feel like we're finding our, our set piece. Listen, it was our first two goals in, a, in about a, a month. It was a good result. And a lot of the teams... Uh, on round 20 uh, lost or dropped points so at the end of round 20 we are three points out of the fourth place you know we still still in eighth place you know when you look at the table it looks a little scary to watch us in in eighth place you know but we finished we finished the round strong you know like I said we had a lot of uh, results go our way uh, last weekend I am recording this on uh, Saturday night, 930, uh, the, the 20th. And, um, you know, the, the, the league looks like this. Inter in first, obviously, with 51. Juve behind them with 49. Uh, Milan did play their round 21 game today. They won, uh, come from behind against Udinese, who actually came from behind to, to take the lead. Um, but Milan ended up winning in the last minute, so they're four points behind Juve with a game, uh, one more game played, uh, with 45. And then uh, the the then it gets really really close. Like there's a distance between third and fourth. Uh, right now it's a uh, nine point difference, but or an 11 point difference anyway. But uh, that's Fiorentina won't be playing this weekend. Neither will Lazio. Napoli or Inter, um, but fourth place as it stands right now, and after twenty matches, is Fiorentina with thirty four, and then fifth Atalanta with thirty three, Lazio uh, in six with thirty three as well, Bologna and Roma are both tied with thirty two. But Roma did win their match today, so actually Napoli is in ninth as we record uh, because of the um, fact that Roma won today. They beat. Uh, they beat Frosinone two to one, so um, you know right now. So again, f- between fourth and ninth is uh, a three point difference. Okay, so Fiorentina thirty four, Atalanta Lazio thirty three, Bologna Roma thirty two, Napoli thirty one. Napoli's makeup game for this round will be against sassuolo on the 28th of february that's at noon on the 28th of february um so we will be one match behind everybody for a good month here so that's that so there's going to be a little bit of you know we're, it's not going to look great in the table for a while you know what i mean we we, we have that game in hand we will have it till the end of February. That's just how it's going to be. But it's all good because we are seemingly back on track with, uh, like I said, uh, an important win against Salernitana. Now, we took that win and right away had to go ahead and hop a flight to Riyadh uh, in Saudi Arabia for the Italian Super Cup. Now, as many of you know, uh, as Pretty much everybody should know. The Super Cup has changed its format to a four-team tournament. Um, the next four out of six uh, Super Cups will be played in 
Saudi Arabia uh, under the, the contract that is currently signed. But it is the most lucrative Super Cup in history. Now, the four teams that qualify are the Scudetto winners, which is Napoli, the Coppa Italia winners, which is Inter, and then the runners-up of each competition. So you have Lazio, who finished second last season, and Fiorentina, who were the finalists that lost to Inter in the final of the Coppa Italia. That's the format. It's a similar format. Actually, it's the same exact format, and they also played in Saudi Arabia, to Spain. Spain does the same thing where you have the... uh, La Liga winners against the runners-up of the uh, Copa del Rey. And then you have the winners of Copa del Rey against the runners-up of La Liga. This season for them, though, uh, Real Madrid finished as runners-up in La Liga and the Copa del Rey winners. So uh, Atletico Madrid took the La Liga spot. Uh, finishing third. So that went to third place in La Liga. Uh, And then um, Barcelona played against Osasuna, who were the finalists that lost to Real Madrid in the uh, Copa del Rey last season. Um, So it was, you know, obviously we saw um, Real Madrid beat Atletico in extra time. And then Barcelona beat Osasuna. The final was Real Barca and Real Madrid took care of business against Barcelona winning the Super Cup. So this is the same exact format. Actually, that that took place last weekend, and this weekend is the Serie A in Saudi Arabia. I think the same stadium as well, if I'm not mistaken. But, um, you know, Thursday we saw Napoli against Fiorentina, and like I said, we needed that win against Salernitana to sort of boost our confidence, and I think that worked. But Walter Mazzari, I tell you what, Walter Mazzari did his thing where he took this Super Cup, he, he, he assessed the players that are missing for us, which is Osiman and Angisa. You know, he, he, he basically took our, our, you know, what we had at our disposal, and he decided to turn this into an experiment where he started the match with a three-man back line, and we thought it couldn't be done. I know we talked about it a little bit with, you know, the possibility of Conte coming in. I know we talked about it a little bit with Mazzari coming in, even though Mazzari said he studied Spalletti's play, even though Mazzari said he'd honor Spalletti's style. Uh, I think there was no other choice, and this was the perfect opportunity to do it in. Now, you know, yes, because of the Super Cup being in Saudi Arabia and because of the format this has become the most lucrative super cup of all time it's actually very very lucrative it's actually really good to win it like the coppa italia winners don't even make as much money as one would if they won the the semi final of the super cup i'll read you that in a minute but um Let's talk about the the lineup and the game, the the Napoli game against Fiorentina. By the way, the crowd was pretty terrible. It was it was nobody there. The media actually asking where Juventus and Milan are. You know that was kind of annoying. You know what I mean? If if you you don't even know what's going on with the Super Cup, but you want us to have it there, you know. And and that's I understand. You know, I'm sort of on both sides of the fence here. The fact that. Saudi Arabia is hosting this, is making it very, 
you know, worth winning. Um, you know, it's it's as if you're selling a player in January, right? You know, it's a perfect opportunity to win some money, to gain some some money back from maybe, you know, the, the purchases we've made. We'll touch on that too uh, in, in a few minutes. But, um, you know, to win some money here at this juncture is a really, really good thing for, for whoever does win this Super Cup. And it's actually turned out pretty good either way for Napoli and Inter. Um, but, you know, again, we'll talk about that in a minute. But, um, you know, I, I the fact that Mazzari chose this game to experiment, I mean, a three-man backline. So we had Gallini starting in net with the three-man backline being Di Lorenzo, Rachmani, and Juan Jesus. The midfield consisted of Mazzocchi, Cayuste, Lobotka, and Mario Rui. Politano and Kvaraschelia made up the two in attack with Simeone as a lone striker. So a 3-4-2-1. Italiano chose his, his normal setup here with Terracciano in net with Biragi, Quarta, Milenkovic, and Coyote on defense. Duncan and Arthur as the two double pivots. Uh, Brecalo, Bonaventura, and Icone with Beltran as the lone striker. And I tell you what, the, the fact that Napoli re- really sort of found space was able to make good passes was able to you know there was a little bit of extra room on the pitch I feel like I feel like I feel like players were open a little bit more I feel like there was a lot of of like space to move forward and we moved forward a lot was it beautiful no it wasn't beautiful but it was effective and you know uh Gigi Simeone being able to um, get the first goal on a amazing Juan Jesus pass. Um, Credit to Juan Jesus. That was his first assist as a Napoli player. Um, But it it started from a really good play, uh, hold-up play by Kvartaschelia, who who was able to lose Milenkovic and um, Juan Jesus took over the play. Sent the ball right through to Simeone, who slotted it past Terracciano for an awesome goal in the 22nd minute. And then, you know, honestly, Fiorentina really didn't have all that much to boast about besides a penalty that was given to them in the 44th minute. Um, Jonathan Icone drew the foul, so he got to take the shot, but shots sailed over the bar. Napoli were pretty much saved at the half. The going into the half, one-one would have probably changed the story of the game. So Napoli were a little fortunate there. Um, and then uh, the changes that were made for Napoli, which were pretty late, uh, it was Fiorentina made the first two changes with Sotil and Inzola coming in for Icone and Brecalo, and then. They made their third substitution with Parisi coming in for uh, Biragi. And Napoli still hadn't made any changes. Um, he would finally go to the bench, Mazzari would, in the 72nd minute, who made three subs all at once. Ostigard came in for Mario Rui. Um, Zielinski came in for Politano. And Lindstrom came in for Kvadaschelia. So... The shape was sort of changed a little. I mean, I I think what happened was you were to see Ostigard move 
into the back three and have DiLorenzo move up to the wing. So DiLorenzo would move down to where Mazzocchi was playing. I think what happened was it resulted in Mazzocchi moving over to the left for DiLorenzo to take the right wing. And then in the 77th minute, Gaetano would come in for Cayuste. Uh, and then in the 82nd minute, Alessio Zerbin would come in for Mazzocchi, which meant um, Zerbin would take the right side of the attack where Zielinski would move back up into the midfield. And boy, was that the right choice to make. Di Lorenzo provided the assist to Alessio Zerbin, which uh, is pretty infamous for the images of um, Zerbin hitting the back of his head and getting his shoulder sort of bounced off of the, the post. Um, as he went in for the goal, it was pretty scary to see. I mean, you know, Napoli fans, myself, uh, you know, I was cheering for the goal. Uh, happy to see Zerbin get a goal. Uh, 84th minute, uh, two minutes after he came in. Awesome stuff. Very good, you know, very good goal. But you always want to make sure he's okay. You know, like, like the goal was important, but is he okay? So he gets up, he's shaky, um... They did, a, you know, they looked at him to see about a concussion, um, you know, a protocol for the concussion, and uh, he cleared it. He, they let him right back on, and as soon as he gets back on, his first touch uh, was a banger pass to the channel. Uh, he took the ball um, on his own in the midfield, brought it all the way up, beat his defender, and was able to strike at home two goals in five minutes um, and a near concussion as well. Um, needless to say, Alessio Zedvin was named player of the match by Serie A or by, you know, the the league. Um, and Foot Mob gave Di Lorenzo man of the match with an 8.1 star rating. Um, but the story is... <laughs> how great we looked in a three-man back line. Um, you know, Cayuste pulled up with a little bit of a, uh, of a strain. He was subbed off, like we mentioned, for Gaetano. Looks like he's going to be fine. Um, and I'll tell you what, I, it, it just, it was a feel-good match. 3-0 was the final. We're off to the final of the Super Cup rightfully so you know we're the champions of italy we should be there anyway but this is how it is uh the next day inter would beat lazio 3-0 so it is inter versus napoli on monday so if you guys are hearing this probably hearing this on sunday morning um i'll be posting this right away but yeah so monday at two o'clock eastern is is the super cup inter napoli uh, and a trophy's on the line, guys. We have a good chance. Well, you know, Inter is Inter. And they did field an entire first team against Lazio. Um, there were a lot of near misses for them. So they were misfiring a lot. Lazio just never looked into this game. Um, they'll definitely, Inter will definitely get a better test on Monday against us. But what do we do? Do we keep the same formation? Now, 
Napoli, uh, I got to tell you, it, they made a lot of moves. We we did it. We we got Mazzocchi in. Uh, he's back uh, after serving his suspension against Salernitana, but he came in and you saw a good, pretty good, sh- you know, good uh, uh, outing from him. Cayuste had a really good outing. Um, you know, I think everybody played really well. I everybody. Um, Golini didn't have much to do, um, and I, I honestly think that Napoli are looking really good in the in this form formation. And you know, with a lot of changes being made in the, in the league, uh, Jose Mourinho got fired, and they brought in Daniele De Rossi. They won today, two to one. Fularuncho had a really nice goal for Verona. Um, you know, uh, we have secured the services of one Matija Popovic. And breaking news is that, well, Popovic signed. So Matija Popovic, who was rumored to have been sought out by Bayern Munich and was a, which I guess turned out to be false, but was a very big target for Milan, has chosen Napoli. And the Medicals are done. His signature is done. the the fees The fees are paid. Popovich is a Napoli player, but this is breaking news even for me as I read this uh, while I speak. He was supposed to be loaned out to Frosinone, and I guess Frosinone does not have an extra uh, European Union slot for Popovich. So Napoli now has to change. The club that he's going to be loaned out to. So that's something to keep an eye on. It's pretty crazy how that. The oversight from Frosinone. Because they were supposed to take him for the rest of the season. And we would have taken him back in the summertime. But now it looks like Napoli need to find a new home. And uh, I think the leading um, the leading candidate for a destination for him is Monza now. So we'll have to keep our eye on it. But yeah, that's pretty crazy. Now, let's talk about the players that have signed and that are, are actually in Saudi Arabia now. They signed in Rome. They signed at Villa Stewart. And they flew right to Saudi Arabia. Traore, Junior Traore, Hamad Junior Traore. He has picked number eight. He is uh, our newest midfielder, our newest number eight, as a matter of fact. Uh, He comes in on loan from Bournemouth, and I believe it's a loan with an obligation to buy. And uh, that should really help us out in the midfield this season. And then the big one, Cyril Ngonj, who is coming in from Verona from having an, an absolutely fantastic first half of the season with Verona. He's picked number 26. Uh, so CN26, I think that's pretty cool. Um, but I'm super excited about Ngonj and about Traore joining this this club. Um, I think one of our problems, you know, obviously we need a defender, right? These, these pickups are really good. They're really nice. We have Mazzocchi who can play defense, who can play the midfield, but we need a an out and out center back. The thing is, is I'm not so sure that we will be going after one now 
now that we have Mazzocchi and then the four center backs that we do have and changing to a back three. I don't think it's necessary. I think Juan Jesus is natural in a back three. Looks like Ostigard is not going to be on the chopping block as Mazzotti sees very promising uh, role for him in this back three. I think the idea is to move Di Lorenzo up a little bit further as well as Mario Rui. Uh, and uh, guys, I think we're going to be fine. And what Ngonj and Traore kind of address is, especially with Ngonj, is the need to score goals. It looks like, I mean, we have had a drought. I know we just scored three goals. Um, you know, Simeone scored a really nice goal. We know what he's about. We know what he could do. Um, he just needs a little a, a little bit of a chance, doesn't he? But Ngonj will help us with our goals. And, you know, we, we don't have Osimen for who knows how long. It looks like they may qualify for the next round of the African Cup of Nations. Uh, he did get a player of the match award for his last game, providing an assist to the 1-0. Um, he did score a goal. Uh, in the first match in a 1-1. Um, so he may be out for a little while over there. So we need help. You know, we need help. We got games are coming, f- you know, fast and fast and furious. Um, and I just think that this is the right move. And Gonja is a is a very good player. Very versatile. And, you know, I've seen him. I've watched him this season with Verona. I think he's great. I think he'll fit right in. You know, they speak Italian already, so that's big. Um, And I just think that we're getting ready for the new phase of Napoli, right? I mean, it looks like we're changing a little, changing our, our, you know, mentality, changing our way of play, changing our thoughts, changing the way we play. Now, I'm not saying Mazzotti is the answer moving forward, but Mazzotti could be the right guy to get the process started for the next manager that comes in. Obviously, if Mazzotti wins like the Champions League, let's just say, um, you know, maybe we offer, offer him an extension. And I know a lot of people are not going to be happy with, with my words there, but I also said Napoli are going to win the Champions League, which is very unlikely. I mean... Unlikely is an understatement. I, I wouldn't bet Napoli to win the Champions League, although crazier things have happened. Well, no, they really haven't. <laughs> Not when it comes to the Champions League. But, you know, you you'll, you never know, man. You never know. But I, what I'm trying to say, I guess, is the only way I see Mazzotti re-signing or, or being even offered a new contract is if he were to win the Champions League. I think his job, and he knows it, is to get Napoli back to the Champions League next season is to get them to either a top four or that fifth place if we secure that, you know, um, extra Champions League spot. Um, not That's his goal, top four. And But for now, I think he's the type of manager that can help us change our structure. And if we can excel at a back three and then have a great Mercato, in the summer to further elevate this this uh, back three formation uh, with whoever comes in. You know, Conte could be. Uh, a lot of rumors about Rafael Paladino, who also plays the same style. 
Um, I wouldn't be mad at that. But I think, you know, Mazzotti was never going to be the guy to bring us to some sort of glory. I think he's just the guy to help us get through this rough patch. Like I said last week, you know, this will always be a a season to look back and uh, as as a marred season. But I think, you know, I think looking at the big picture, the salvageable aspects of this season is maybe we win this Supercopa. Maybe we get to Champions League, which is... Which would be, you know, I would, I don't think I would agree with it being remarkable, but I think it's something to be said where like everybody thought we were down and out. Uh, the money for the Super Cup, um, just playing in the semifinal game got us up 1.7 mil. We won the match, so we're guaranteed at least. 5.4 mil on top of that so we're at um we're at 7.1 million already for this super cup if we win it it's it's 10.4 million if we were to win so we're gonna walk out of saudi arabia with either 7.1 or 10.4 million euro and i gotta tell you you know it's not so bad that we're doing this, right? It's not so bad. All right, you guys. I just really wanted to come on and just sort of chat. Oh, I did ask you guys to um, give me some some thoughts about... told you guys I'd record, and I just wanted a little bit of thoughts. I wanted thoughts on the three-man backline. Mazzotti Ball, uh, Traore, and, and Ngonj. Um and uh, I'll read off some of this stuff here. So this is from Sean Sullivan. The great Sean Sullivan from the DC Partenope. What's up, Sean? Uh, he says that the back three is Mazzotti ball. It worked today. If we get Lazio, it would be a good test for league since we have them following the following weekend, which is true. We actually have them on the 28th, um, but we don't have them for the final, Sean. Uh, this was two days ago, to be fair. Uh, 10 years later, let's win this thing again. Yes, yes. It was 10 years ago where we beat uh, Juventus in Doha, um, which was really cool um, in penalties. That was dope. Uh, Anthony Costa on X says, Alessio Zerbin, world-class wing back. <laughs> and that's pretty funny that you mentioned that, uh, Anthony. Uh, Zerbin comes off the bench, gets two goals. It's the first player in Super Cup history. To come off the bench and score two, albeit this is the first uh, semi-final final in history. But I guess he 